0: Hello, our perspectives watchers viewers, that same thing listeners. thank you all for being here and coming back uh this is part two of really the the wrap up of our identity Who am I series that we've had launched about what we launched it what two months ago? Has it been two months <laughs>
1: We launched it in was it October that we launched it? Yes, <laughs>
0: it was October? Yes, because it's October, number first. Oh, and I guess we should introduce ourselves. I'm Martina. <laughs> I'm Lisa, and welcome to Perspectives. Yes, um, yeah, but we're just continuing our conversation. Like I said, just a wrap up of the series. Yeah, we started in October, right? Okay, yeah, that's crazy. Well, this week is the uh, is the airing of our last guest, which is the lovely Sharita Morrison. Um, And, you know, we kind of left off talking a little bit about the faith, uh, the uh, faith community, which uh, when you watch Sharita's video part two, and we won't, we won't talk a lot about it because we want you to watch and listen to it. Mm -hmm. But it really focuses on faith, the faith community in general, and the faith community here uh, in Chicago, mainly on on the south side, I believe. And uh, it's actually, it's a, a shorter video too. It's, uh, it's actually under, under 30 minutes. Yeah, so People who are like, hey, I can't watch it for a long time. It's only like 27, 28 minutes. It's actually a really good conversation. And she has always, always something really good to say. But recap of uh, part one, we really were just talking about some similarities and differences among our guests and how that impacted us. And, so forth. And again, yeah, like I said, we just really kind of wrapped up the last one, talking about faith. And I said I was going to get more into that. But Lissette, anything you would like to say?
1: <laughs> no, I think you, you summarized very well what these, uh, uh, the past episodes so part one of this, um, of this conversation. And I think this part two, I think we're going to dig into much more of maybe some of the themes or some of the things that we kind of talked about uh, in in our in last week's uh, episode, um, and, and kind of dig in. We, we didn't want to get too political on that episode because we were still kind of wrapping up our, our our conversation. And and I think if we pick off pick up on the faith. Uh, sort of conversation that hopefully you got to listen to um, with Sharita, it really talked about sort of the the way that a lot of our churches, whether knowingly or unknowingly, really kind of perpetuate the notion of white supremacy. Um, And and how we we I say we because I am a Christian, so <laughs> like how, uh, if you've been uh, listening to us for for a while, um, you know how we just you know perpetuate that that white supremacy. Um, how some of our actions don't always really come from a true Christian biblical place. Um, and even to how some of our theology and, and, and thinking and the core issues that we sort of <laughs> grapple with are are um, are two that are very dominant. Uh, and and this won't be a spoiler because most people can, can kind of look and and see that it's typically um, abortion um, and same-sex marriages or gay marriages and that's sort of like
0: because that's all that Christianity wants that's okay I'm gonna let you finish That's all okay no no go ahead, go ahead. I'm just like because <laughs> we say you know I, I think Sharita talks about it in a really good light as well but it's oftentimes it's like there's nothing I would say the white evangelist and then also within I know black churches too Latino churches are predominantly I'm sure it might be a similar note, but, you know, just got me thinking about how white supremacy flows through there. But, you know, like we've said on this channel a lot, white supremacy is in everything. It just is, because it's really all that we're knowing. You're like, what the hell does that mean? White supremacy is everything. The standard of everything that's pretty much acceptable is viewed by white people. It starts with white people. Like you know, here, at least here in the United States, I would say that, um, yeah. and in other countries, it's probably seen differently, but there's still colorism that exists outside of the United States. I mean, there's
1: still some countries that probably look through it on a white is better kind of notion.
0: It is, and it's just so, that's what we mean, we say, like, whites, whites yeah. do everything, and why not Christianity and just, uh, church and faith in general, um, again, um, because that's really the standard, um, and so that often trickles down to Black churches, to the Brown churches as well, and you know, really, it it is, it's really a shame because it's often like you know, like you said, Lisette and and that Sharita touched on, it's such a negative light, and you know, there's so many things that people can choose to focus on in terms of faith but they always go to people. They talk about those damn abortions and homosexuality. Like, there's nothing else that we can talk about. Like, y'all, this is not the basis of Christianity. But for a lot of these people, that's all they talk about. They don't talk about how when you have your period, you technically shouldn't be around men. So if you have a husband or a partner that's a male, or you live with your father, technically, when your period's on, you you shouldn't be around him. But most of us are. We're not going anywhere. You live in the same space. So it's always so interesting to me what people choose to focus on when it comes to faith and Christianity. And there's so many other things that are in the Bible um, that could be focused on, that need to be talked about, but they're not talked about. It's just often these two things that always freaking comes up.
1: That's well, it. and, and it's these two things that allow christian leaders access to political power
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, because it doesn't challenge the systems it doesn't challenge changing or dismantling our systems it perpetuates it right like abortion you know going after abortions is just going after women's rights. It's just going after women and making sure that women continue to be submissive and continue that you have this control over women and their bodies. Like that's what this is. And that is the basis of patriarchy in this country, right? Like, you know, and I think that's what that is. So the white evangelical church, which is probably the one that has the most political power um, in this country aligned itself to just have access to power. Like, and I think that's, and that's the unfortunate part because then you have these smaller churches who who have taken up this mantle of like, okay, yeah, like we're gonna go after, you know, gay marriages and, and abortion and and shame the women for making these decisions when it's like, um, it's a personal thing and you can't get between me and my relationship with God. That's it. Like, I don't, this whole thing of this notion of it, you know, and, and I think it's the same thing with um, homosexuality and, and gay marriage where it's like, I can't judge you. Like, that's not my, my role as a Christian. I'm here to to love you and, and show Jesus's love and, you know, and things and whatever I believe or, or don't believe, I'm not going to push my personal agenda or my personal whatever on you like you know at the end of the day you know you're a a person of faith or or whatnot like you'll answer to whatever higher power you know you believe in and and all that and I think that's what what it is and and I've always believed that the church could have such a bigger impact in and really working towards equity in our communities. Um, I think one of the things that Sherita mentions is, um, you know, in some, you know, certain block areas of the city, you know, within like a mile or two, you might have like a hundred churches.
0: hundred churches, people. You know,
1: and and it's not like a huge mile, you know, radius of it. And it's like, so if you have 100 churches and they're all kind of operating under sort of, you're assuming they're operating under, you know, Jesus's Mm -hmm. teachings and and, and really like, then why aren't they out there helping the poor, feeding, clothing, praying, and, and doing these things and then really helping their community? And and bring it, on it's like so. It really begs that question of like, is the church really doing what it's called to do? Where's
0: the impact? Or, where's, is it, yeah.
1: Where's the impact, or is it just you know a, a space for people to come, show up on Sundays, and show out, and then go back to doing what they were doing Monday through through Saturday? Um.
0: You know, I wonder to like, you know, there are, I know, black pastors, I'm thinking of like the ones who would be on like an evangelist scale, who, you know, have the mega churches and things like that. And I just wonder what sort of political influence they might have, because I never, I would say for myself, I've never heard anything. I can't think of one of those big mega church black pastors off the top of my head. But because i'm just i was going to say like even if like our black and brown churches wanted to start having some sort of impact where do you start where do you start like what do you you know and you know you just named off a lot of a lot of stuff that they could be doing and i'm just thinking how do you do that without the power and the money and the privilege that these big white evangelist church have um and yeah that's just I guess it's kind of like the question that I'm throwing out there like how do you do I that? think
1: it's it separate I think that the I think my point is you separate yourself from the political power you shouldn't be in political circles
0: yes now yes yeah, so I do believe in the separation between church and state but that's not how the United States works
1: you know um, and I think yes I don't think it's I don't think it's the role of the church to bring equity through politics or through corporate America, like, like, you are the change in your community, like, if you, I'm, like, the thing is, like, if there are a hundred churches that are active in a community, you you should be able to see the impact, and it doesn't, I think a lot of people think impact, and they think, like, these huge things, like, they have to have, like, a community garden, and they have to, like, be giving out, you know, food every week or, or things like that. And I think there's churches that don't have that capacity, right. that don't have that capacity. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, your doors should be open to community. And and you, you do what you can do with what you have, right? And, and you make that impact, even if it's just, you know, towards 10 15 people and it's sort of like that's the role and if you are fortunate to have one of these mega churches there is a church on the south side that has um that runs like a food pan or it's running a food pantry and like all these things because they have the the large congregation and they have the money coming in and they they're able to do those things and 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 that's great um but i think a lot of the times the churches Try to do that to align themselves to like either get closer to politics, to get closer to sort of that corporate America and to like, and then they're like, oh, you know, we're just going to take those dollars and do good for the community. And I'm like, I get it, but you're kind of on a slippery slope of... Mm -hmm. We're not really going to challenge them because they're giving us money. It's the same thing when we did our nonprofit series, right?
0: Oh,
1: yes. Where like a nonprofit, you know, takes the money from a large corporation or whatever that doesn't really align with whatever they might be with their values, but because they're giving them, you know, a six-figure amount or more, they're like, well, we're going to take it because we need it, you know. And I think some churches are like, okay, we may align ourselves with whoever. Um, and take that money because we're gonna do good with it, and you know. And sometimes it's like you know, God provided a way. And I'm like, was it God? Like, my, to your point earlier, my grandma said, "Was it and your grandma?" Like, was it though? And I think a lot of times when you start getting into those spaces and those areas, you start kind of maybe living out your Christianity in the gray zone mm-hmm. a little too much.
0: And I guess from that, what you just said and what I said before, is says, how do uh, we get equity in the black church? Like if we don't have the politics, if you don't have the money, because that's where, like, that's where the changes are gonna happen. Like at least the big changes on the big level in terms of equity and, and ending white supremacy, if that's a, you know, even a thing that could happen. So how would you do that? If you don't have those political connections and you don't have the money, I would say that you got to change the fucking systems. And that's what I would say, because I'm thinking, how else are you able to really get that sort of equity? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Well, I think, I think uh, my question to you is when you talk about equity, you're talking the church leading the charge and dismantling these systems.
0: Maybe. Oh yes, maybe like how do we? Yeah, like how does how do black and brown churches? See, maybe, I, I,
1: I see it differently. I don't see it in a way that the church plays a role in dismantling the systems. It's um, sort of like being the active sort of role. I because I think we we end up being in that gray area too much.
0: As long as we're with the politics.
1: Because when you get, you, it's just, you just, you, because I think you, you start getting to that gray area of like, well, you know, if I want to continue getting in closer to more power, I might have to compromise, or I might have to do this, you know, and it's like, and I I don't, I, I don't, I think, you know, to me, Jesus didn't call the church to make a change through politics, to make a change to government, all these things like, can Christians be in those systems and make changes and be like yes you can be change maker if you're a Christian you're a change maker but I think the role of the church is to show God's love in their communities
0: and stay the hell out of politics
1: and, you know and and not and like you know and I think that for me is and that's just me coming from a very just my understanding of the church like yeah, I, I don't know what past, what some pastors might think I'm crazy <laughs>
0: Well, in this system, they might. But I, I think I get you now because you're saying Christians can make mm-hmm. a difference, but not the church. The church should not be affiliated with that. Okay.
1: Like, I don't think so. Because, I think again, you start operating and you start sort of compromising and you start doing things and you, and you just sort of, like, lose what your mission is. Because, like, like I said, like, when we had our nonprofit ser- series and we talked about how nonprofits will then just have to continue maybe not making and impact and allowing others to make decisions. Mm-hmm. So allowing the, the, the donor, or the funder to sort of say like, you know, I want my money to do this. And you're like, but it needs to go over here because this is where the need is. But the funder is exactly. like, no, I feel like that's how the, the church. And I think the corporal body of the church, because the church is not a building. It's not, you know, it's, it, it's people. But I think the church, the way I think church impacts change is by truly living out what jesus said out like love your neighbor as you love yourself but if you don't love yourself gotta work on that okay we gotta got work on that because we gotta you know make sure you um and i think it's that like what are you what is the church as a whole doing to really help their neighbor to really sort of say like hey and it could be as simple of like you know, hey, if we can, let's do a a potluck and people can come and eat food in our church or, or whatever. Um, I think there's something to be said about the I think one way that they can change things and make a difference, uh, in sort of the, the, the sense that you're thinking, Martina, is is this sort of like, okay, we need to start decolonizing our Christianity.
0: Well, I like that. I like you said that
1: um and there's this whole sort of church movements throughout the united states that are, are pushing towards that they're saying like we have been talking and teaching the bible from a very you know colonizer lens from a white supremacy lens and doing, and i think that's where the church can make a difference and that's where it can make sort of like a change of like okay we need to teach what the bible really teaches and we have to stop we have to address this manifest destiny that was used to colonize you know the indigenous you know people here in the united especially the united states like i know there's you have to decolonize throughout but like we live in the united states um and like these things and and this idea and this notion that um we teach the Bible from a, a white supremacy lens and from a white lens uh, and have this savior complex um, instead of saying, like, OK, I don't need to go to Africa on a missions trip, you know, whatever, versus I'm going to help here and, and, and do something here uh, because that's what I can do, um, you know, and, and these things. So I think it's this 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 notion, and I've heard it, I don't know much about it. You know, maybe in the future we can have some of these pastors, you can reach out to some of these pastors that that I kind of follow and, and, and sort of see that, that talk about this. Like, how do you decolonize? How do you how do you center black and brown voices within the church? Because yeah. a lot of the voices that you hear
0: are white.
1: Brown. Yes. Are white males and i think that's how you start tackling the systems within the church um and really changing that that dynamic and that sort of i mean i think there are pastors out there that that want to do that and 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 strive to to work on it but because as we always say white supremacy uh is in all of our systems it's hard
0: it's hard yeah
1: you know and it, and it takes work, but I think it's, it's centering, it's, you know, it's churches centering worship, you know, and having these black and brown artists who are out here making, you know, praise and worship music and all these things, like, and centering them into sort of these spaces and things like that. And a lot of the times, I mean, if I was into a Christian channel or radio station, most of those, most of those people are white. Yes.
0: Yes. It's I'm- rare. I'm more of the gospel in, you know. Uh, but say <laughs> that say it is mostly Af- African-American. Well, blacks, and they're not all African-American. But yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I just want politics to get the hell out of religion, and and vice versa. I just don't, I, I don't want it to intermingle. I, I just don't because I think,
1: I think that's a very like United States thing. Like I, I can't obviously I can't speak, but I, I feel like it's much more of a United States thing because white evangelicals you know you know have taken such a hold on here around it and and then you have black and brown churches that have followed that example and, and you just kind of have straight away and and this is why you have churches that um you know kind of try to sweep under the rug any any anything that bad that happens in the church any scandals or anything because that's what the white church does, you know, and it's because it's you know, you know, white supremacy has taught white people to like just, you know, you know, sweep it under the rug and, and move forward, and you know, and and it'll be fine because you won't have any consequences. And I think the church in America doesn't, for you know, for whatever reasons, always kind of never, and I don't say the church, but I think church leaders. And you know, particularly church leaders that 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 abuse women, that abuse kids, that abuse their power in whatever way. Never, it's rare that they suffer consequences.
0: Talk about Criminal
1: talk justice about. system.
0: Talk about it. They don't want you,
1: yeah. You know, and they see I mean, I came from a church where things were swept under a rug mm-hmm.
0: for a long time, and and
1: it was dealt within the church you know, because they didn't want you know it to go to whether it's a whether, you know, get the police involved in things. And it's like, no, you kind of, I mean, the crime was committed or something or, you know, and it's like, oh my goodness.
0: You just talked about, it just, oh, you because that just relates to, that's why people have so much trauma because of these things that are swept under, even though I know trauma is a birth I mean, but it, it, yeah, it's just, and it just makes me think of how, Because oftentimes you do hear that. Be like, do not air your dirty laundry in front of the mixed company. Don't do this in front of people. Well, we keep family business in the family.
1: And that's the church. I mean, that's, and where it's, I mean, I think the church does a lot of harm when it does that. I mean, again, when you sweep things, especially when, like, when you know, I mean, wasn't there like a, I know there was a church here. Uh, in Illinois, where they're like, oh, a pastor, I don't know, we had a fair or whatnot, and and you kind of hear about it, and then it just, like, poof, goes away, and you, and you just kind of, like, because the church dealt with it, right, like, or anything like that, and, you know, I think the Catholic church was was yeah. kind of grappled with with all of these allegations and proven allegations and all these things, and but because you have such political power and, and you're connected and you like you you are able to you know kind of sweep things under the rug and you're sort of like these things and it's like is it fair is it right
0: no i'm going to say no, no.
1: and no and i think and i think that's where for me looking back now i'm like geez like how how did we allow it to get this far because it's a human thing because people are always like oh well where's God why did he allow this to happen I was like why are you trying to blame God when it was humans that did this
0: I mean too I think too and at some point you know often with uh religious leaders I was literally just watching oh my god what was I literally just watching or are you watching, something of You know, I love watching about conspiracy theories.
1: Yes, I know you do.
0: I was watching. I mean, I did too.
1: <laughs> we could become a conspiracy theory channel if we wanted to.
0: We really, we really could. I, would, I think that, I think we would, I think people would go for that though. Okay, we'll come back to that. But I was watching something. It was a documentary talking about, it was about a multi, multi-level marketing, which is the MLM, which mm-hmm. is the pyramid schemes. And they had, they touched on, even though religion is not that, or the church per se, but they had touched on how people start to view, like, the leaders of the church is like God, but he or she is not, that's not God, so why are you, because they they were talking about how some of these, these people from these big churches, how their, um, their um, parishioners, congregation, will, like, raise money to, like, buy them mega houses get them like private jets and I'm like and they will use that to verify like well you know I just had to be in Seattle the other day and last night I had to fly down to New Orleans and then I had to go to Munich so you getting me this private jet will help me spread the word what no and it's like that's not God like that's you are worshiping a person who's this is not God. This is not the same thing. That often bothers me, too. Hmm?
1: I, I, I've seen a lot of, of that. Um, and I remember, like, uh, those, especially the televisions, when I was growing up, were huge. And, and, and you know, and they're like, send me money and your prayer will be answered or you'll be healed. And all these things that people did. Um now they do it a little more sneakily, like they're like sneaking around, like how to do that. But, um, and you have, one of the things that bothers me the most is when I see a pastor who is living a sort of luxury life and their congregation is, is suffering, is struggling. I'm not saying that pastors and and their families don't deserve to live comfortably and have the, the nice things in life and all these things. I was like, but I don't think it's right if your congregation is struggling and suffering, like, if you're not giving back to that. Like, I remember there was this whole thing of, like, pastors wearing, like, uh you know, name brand shoes, and these expensive shoes, and, like, how can they afford these shoes, and, like, and then I'm, like, nothing wrong. You can have whatever shoes you want, you know, whatever, but I'm just over here, like, but can you really say that you're pastoring and taking care of your your charge or you you know in the bible like you know take care of your flock and your sheeps and all that like you know and because you're a pastor like but can you really say that when you have some that are suffering and and are struggling and are are struggling whether financially like what are you doing to give back to your to your own congregation like what are you like there's one pastor that i follow that that i've seen takes the money that the church gets and gives it back. Like, I'm talking about, like, millions of dollars that they give out to, like, community organizations. They, I've seen them pay off people's mortgages. And, like, all this. And I'm like, okay, like, that to me is what the church is supposed to do. You know? And, and it's not even that they're getting donations from, like, other people. Like, it's people from the church that are giving, right? There's people that can give the thousands or they, that sort of give, you know, a dollar here, $2 there. And, you know, at the end of the year, they're like, okay, this is how much we've, we've saved. And we've gotten from our church members and so all let's take care of our community. Let's take care of people. Let's show our community God's love and that we're not just here taking up space in this huge arena or whatever, and not giving back. Yeah. And I think that's what bothers me when I see pastors with large congregations, who you don't see give back, who you don't see give money to the local food bank to, you know, to know that, you know, a con, you know, one of their congregation members is has been struggling with their mortgage and is about to lose their home. And it's like, hey, what can we do to help you, you know, keep your home? Like, that's, to me, what a pastor should do. And if you have that privilege, right, like, if you have a church that's privileged enough to be able to like allow you to live your life comfortably because a lot of times pastors you know their salary comes from what you know is giving and offerings right like that's how it works like offerings and tithes is what sir you a portion of it goes and is given to the pastor um so what do you do with the rest of it like what you know after operations and all of that like
0: that's what they got
1: jimmy choose. but it's so it's like there's there's so many things and, and and i hate to be like i don't want it to be known like oh lisette over here saying that pastors can't have nice things i was like no not
0: said. it's not what it's not
1: like said. i'm like you can have nice things and i and i pray that everyone has nice things sure. we all should have nice things yes I like we, i'm like we all should be blessed enough I mean, that's equity, right? Like, we all should be able to access all these nice things. Yeah. But our systems don't allow certain groups of people to have access to those things or figure out how to get there. Um, and, and, and the thing is, I think we talked about this in, in another episode, is how poor white people in this country don't realize how they are negatively affected by this white supremacy <laughs> system yeah <laughs> and it boggles my mind because they're the same ones who be kicking and screaming <laughs> just to build that fence to throw those you know immigrants back to where you go back to your country and are being racist towards blacks and like I'm like y'all are suffering too by these systems and y'all don't even realize it
0: well you know it's that mentality I told you that those republicans well republicans and but mainly those conservatives you mm-hmm. know that yourself up by your bootstrap type of shit well if you ain't got no way to pick yourself up and you ain't got no resources how are you gonna do it and yeah. they're like well i'll just you know i'm just gonna just go find a way okay ain't no i ain't, ain't nothing wrong with you going to find a way i'm all for you going mm-hmm. to find a way but like I think oftentimes they forget that uh, everybody can't just pull themselves up by their bootstrap. That doesn't work. It it doesn't. Because of these issues that we're talking about, these systemic issues, and including you, a poor white person, you are not able to do it, but you just, you can't really see. And I think, again, I'm just thinking from being raised in the South, it's a lot of pride, you know. Yeah. A lot of things that go in. And poor white people, they are prideful. They may not have shit. But they be proud for them a the motherfucker. I'm going to just say it. And it's not all of them, but a majority they just so proud. And I'm, I'm like, look, everybody want to be able, like you just said, everybody want to be able to provide themselves, their families, their loved ones with a decent life, with a, a, you know, a nice living. It's not what we're saying. But you can't even get there, baby. You over here supporting the system that don't support you.
1: Not, and, and that brings back something that, that I, I, I've i been really thinking about, um, particularly with the work that I do. Um, and I tried explaining this to someone uh, at my work. And I, and I said, you know, one of the, and I, I remember saying this, I was like, one of the things that I've been thinking about and struggling with is the idea of equity. Um, and I was like, particularly equity within the systems that we have, currently Mm -hmm. because i feel and i said i was like i feel that it doesn't matter how many steps we take forward like we can take 10 20 steps forward uh you know in that equity direction but we'll always be 10 to 20 steps behind because these systems are designed to keep us behind and i'm like so it frustrates me sometimes when I'm over here trying to like say, like oh, we're gonna, you know we've created equity here." And then I'm like, "But have we really created equity because the system is still the same? It hasn't been changed. There's no conversations around changing the systems. We've just made a small little tweak to it to to a portion of, not even to the whole system, to like this small sliver of a system. And okay, you might have some equity here, but it's not gonna. Tr- things don't trickle up, right? Like they trickle down. <laughs> you know, like so, if the system over here is what needs to change, and we're not operating over here and making these changes, then this little change over here is just gonna trickle down here, and it's only gonna trickle down like one level because we just made maybe that we just reached the second level. And the first of all, might, might see it and, and have a sense of equity, right? Have a sense of equity because you're like, oh, wow, like we made this change and yay. But but I'm like, right. it's not here. It's not here. <laughs> and what was interesting was this person didn't quite grasp
0: of course what I
1: was, was saying. And, you know, and there were a white individual. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I think I know what you mean. And they said something. and I'm like... I didn't have the energy to sort of get into it. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I I guess it's something like that. And I was like, and I'm like, and and I kicked myself. I was like, I probably should have tried to challenge that person. Uh, But I was tired. I was like,
0: you're probably tired physically. I have
1: to explain to you how this portion of what I did doesn't really change anything because it's not trickling up. (laughs) It's
0: And that's such a theme, though, if you look across just the community Mm -hmm. that I have, you know, I've worked with and that you currently work with and people we know, it's always, it's like, well, we're doing this one thing or we might do it twice. Okay, but where's that sustainable piece? That's like what we're getting at. But in order to be sustainable, you gotta have the systems change. So if you're not changing the systems, how is it really sustainable? It has to change up here. Yeah, it has to change.
1: Because, because even when you when you say like overcreating oh, sustainable long term changes, you're creating sustainable long term changes down here. Like like yeah. I said, level two.
0: Here ain't got that. They ain't got. We're it. on level
1: two, but we need to change level one hundred.
0: Yes, they. Mm-mm. And level one hundred, it's like, yeah, you go ahead
1: and change level two. You go ahead and do that. It's not going to impact me. There's way too many levels here. It's not going to reach me. It's okay. Yeah, go ahead and make that change in level two. It'll trickle down to level one, and we're good. And it'll seem like we got some equity going, and we can show that there's equity. But as we heard today, you know, if people in power and decision making aren't being aren't equitable. Then nothing is equitable
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know if, and again like one of the things that we heard i think we, in, in one of our hopefully future speakers you know they were sharing of like you know if decision makers and, and leadership don't look or represent you know the people who are going to be impacted then you'll never reach equity and it just and it just i was like it just reminded me of that conversation it reminded me of like yes it is the It's a damn 10 steps forward, but I'm always 10 steps behind because the systems aren't being changed (laughs) because everything is trickling down at level two to level one, but level 100 needs to be changed and we can't reach level 100 because they don't want to.
0: They don't want to because they're benefiting from what's already happening.
1: They're like, okay, you know, and it's like, and and they'll say things to make it seem like they want equity Uh and they'll say that we're doing things and they'll say that we're changing this and we're doing that and we're creating pathways for you know for these careers and pathways here and we're you know education systems I'm like yet are you changing the education system at the level where it needs to change
0: and that's the thing and you know this is not to dispel uh people who are doing this work because we need those because you are the experts in this you you know how to do it at that level but this is talking about taking what what like taking your expertise times 100 to to that level 100 we got to get those and the thing is like
1: the people that are in that level where change can happen they're too they're too afraid to bring in
0: because that's it they are. And that's a lot of it, too. I think there's so much fear. And don't get me wrong, there people don't want to change because they're benefiting from the system. But people also are afraid. They fear because they don't know what will happen. And they think that, and again, I, I think we touched this the last, on, on last week's video, but it was like, People think we want some sort of revenge or you know, you're gonna try to get at them. Look, ain't nobody got time for that, okay? We ain't nobody got time because there's no way in hell black and brown people could avenge for all the shit that's been done against them. Ain't and no- why
1: would we? Why would we want that mm-hmm. on our hands?
0: Why would you want to, to the things, you know the things that people know. Oh, to- we're trying we're trying to move a we're trying to move away. We we don't oh.
1: wanna remember that. We all we want is the same opportunities. And this and the same access and, and ensuring that like future generations have quality health care have health care that's not going like make them go on bankruptcy. like how many people go bankrupt because of all of the health bills that they get if they get released? like it's mind-boggling that a country like the United States, does not have universal health care because of this warp idea of what socialism is because you've allowed these people that benefit from the systems to make you think that like oh universal health that's the first step towards socialism i'm like do you even know what socialism is like do you i'm like y'all all here acting as if i'm like, I'm like i can't like i oh i'm just getting so mad
0: that's, a, that's at, at like a, a broad level, but at the, even just a granular level, we have people out here with periods who can't even get tampons or pads. That, and that should be, you, there's no reason that there should be people who do not have access. I don't to- understand why you're charging me for something that happens to, that I have no control over. your body. And we don't even, that's the oh, basic thing. Let, that-
1: this, let this be a man having a period. All those things would be free.
0: Everything. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I really agree. women, I mean, look, we've heard about it. Women, we get charged and taxed more just because, yes. because of this type the of pink shit. Tax,
1: the pink tax, as they call I
0: mean, it. I mean, it is a real thing. But even mm-hmm. those levels, at just the simplest level, we can't even do that. We can't even keep people from being homeless. Like that should not, we shouldn't have homelessness and people are like, well, what the fuck do you mean by not having homelessness it shouldn't be a thing like that should not it should not what be shouldn't
1: be hungry
0: it should be hungry and they were like well how are we gonna change it well shit I don't know but we gotta start somewhere we in this country with brilliant people brilliant people and it is hard it is difficult it's not gonna be easy But the country and a world of all the brilliant people we got you tell me we can't start we can't start somewhere. And the rich people will be out. Right. We can't start somewhere. Like, I don't just, do, that's just not. I mean, the fact, I mean,
1: you bring up such a good point that there's so many brilliant minds. Yes. And, yeah, and and the thing is, like, when I say brilliant minds, there are community members, there are community leaders that have solutions yes. that, will, that will impact in a very systemic way. But yet, we don't bring, we don't have those conversations. Nobody wants to have a conversation of what the education system should be, of what our food system should be, of what our healthcare system should be. Like nobody wants to sort of bring together these because br- I know I've said it to you a bunch of times. Like if y'all will just allow me to bring people and have a conversation and some round tables of like, hey, let's figure this out.
0: Yeah.
1: What what. Needs to happen. What does the system have to look like? What should it be? Because I, I'm a, I'm a person that's like you can't dismantle a system without without having a plan in place. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Without having something that's going to replace it, something that's going to like okay, what are we okay? We dismantle it. We're doing this and all. That. It's like okay, well, what comes behind? And nobody nobody's done that as far as I know. I haven't seen someone.
0: I, I don't, yeah, I agree. I don't think people have, at least as far as we know, like you're saying, but I think, you know, you and I probably, and people listening and viewing have been a part of exercises where you think of like these yes. scenarios, and it's great, like again, this is not to discredit anybody and their love and their passion for what they do, but w- where is that going? Okay, you create this ideal world, but what do you what's the next step? And I I get it. Like, it's hard. Like I said, it's hard. It's hard hard to do. But we just, we keep living the same cycle over and over again. So it's really like, you can't keep bitching about something and things are not, not moving though. Like, something has to change.
1: And then people are like, well, where's the money going to come from? Like the same money that's
0: that's
1: supporting the systems right now?
0: Money that goes into to, into goes the, into
1: this this new planning so, like uh, it, it's it's a you know to me it's a lie that we don't have money. Oh,
0: you it's, lie. it's, it's, a, a, it's lie. a lie. It's a lie. It is definitely a lie, and it's. I agree with you. It's. Like, and if not,
1: tap into these billionaires. I'm sure. I'm sure Oprah would be gl- would gladly provide some dollars.
0: Anyway, she donates all the time. I'm sure she would be happy. It's like,
1: there's people out there like, like, it's just people don't want, it. people in power don't want it to happen because they're afraid of losing their power, of course.
0: To a certain extent. So want to donate because they like, and I don't know why they think if they give away, I don't know. Court, like half of their money, it's gonna disappear. Like <laughs> you're probably gonna make it yeah, back. Like,
1: yeah, like it's just there's just so many things that that could be done, but because they take, I feel sometimes the United States is very lazy. Um, in so many ways,
0: traditional ways we would think of. Yeah, You
1: yeah, and 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 I think this is one of the things where where it's lazy, and it's, and it's not the people that are on the ground in the community, not the community leaders, not the people that are actually out here doing work, it's the people that are in in power in these companies, in, in, in government, uh, and I'm talking about the, the old timers in government, right, like, the people that have been there for a very long time, uh, and, 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 you know, and it's, like, in, in, And people who benefit from the system staying the same, they're just like you know, it's it's just too much work. It's just too much effort. It's gonna take time, and all these things. And I'm like, but it's stuff that we need to do.
0: It's always gonna be something. It's always. Something that's not going to go the way you want i mean every day something might happen to you just on a yeah. regular, everyday basis that you don't want to happen but you have to you have to move the fuck on <laughs> like you know you gotta pick it and, <laughs> and it
1: and it just to me it just boggles my mind it just like i don't know like i i don't think we provided any answers to anything
0: <laughs> we didn't we just used this episode to uh uh,
1: van- <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but I think, you know, if you're listening or, or, or watching, like, wh- what do you think? Like, what, did anything make sense to you? Did anything resonate with you? Because, you know, Martina and I are, like, just sounding boards right now <laughs> to each other. But I'd I, I love to, to hear what you think, um, and to know. So, you, can, you know, DM us on an Instagram. You can, you know, comment on this video. Because we really want to know what you think like are you know what do you think are, are the systems equitable in, in your
0: opinion I think that. <laughs>
1: yeah why do you think that because i'd be curious to know why um and if you don't think that they're equitable like do you agree with martina like we we need to make these these sort of conversations start happening now where we start creating these dream scenarios right we create these dream scenarios but there's action items behind them
0: there's no execution that's no
1: you know and you know because again like i said like for me it, it's definitely this whole idea of like things are being changed at level two trickle down to level one but the change that's gonna really create sustainable and and equitable long-term changes it's gonna happen at that level 100 because if you can make it the change up here It'll trickle down. It might take a while to trickle down.
0: It's gonna
1: because it's it's been so long that the system's been the way it is that it's just gonna take time, and, and you're and you're gonna lose some people because not everybody's gonna agree with it, not everybody's gonna like it. Um, and I think that's another fear thing: we're the fear of of losing people of like, like oh my god, it might you might lose the workforce. So you,
0: Using Losing your privilege. Or- you know,
1: yeah. yeah, and, and I think it's like, so it, it's it, it's very real. So I'm just curious, you know, if you're listening or watching, please comment, DM us on Instagram. We're also on Facebook now, so you can message us on Facebook. Uh, you'll find those links in our, uh, in our comment section. And we'll kind of make sure we link all that um, uh, in the description boxes and everything. But yeah. It's been a great conversation, Martina. It's
0: been a great conversation, and you know, I I, I do, yeah. And I, you know, you and I, we always say we talk about this. Is this because this, this is this what we do? I think it was you that used the word "what band." It's these band aids. Yes, <laughs> they want to put on things, and you know, it's always to me, it's always the powers that be. They want to do enough just to say they did something. It doesn't help you in the long run. It might help you for a, a day, a month, or year, whatever, but then it's 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 not everlasting. And it's just to say, well, I did something. I I volunteer. I donated. I you know I I donated so many computers. It's just it's just to say you did something, and you want to just go and tell other people that you did that.
1: Um, Especially when you think about the large companies, like large companies. I'm pointing my pen now. I'm so heated. <laughs> Um, And these companies who say like, oh, we donated, we gave money, we're working with so-and-so partner, just to say, like you said, that we did something, Mm -hmm. right, or that we made some sort of change that seems to be, you know, equity and equitable and, you know, and sustainable and long-term. But it, it's a band aid. It continues to be a band aid, and I think we've been conditioned to just think in this like band aid sort of mentality. Like we've been conditioned to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, this looks good. This looks like nice. Like we're just gonna do put a band aid. Um, and even the most well intentioned and maybe like well thought out sort of like things that could lead to sustainable changes somehow end up being band aids because the system stays the same.
0: And it's, yeah, and, you know, it takes, again, I hate this saying, but it makes sense at times. It takes everybody, but it takes less of the little people and more of the big people at the top. It takes that, that's what it takes. Like, yeah, you can, like, you can be going to the food pantry, you can be donating, um, you, you know, volunteer every, every weekend, but that's right here. That's not getting it this that's not getting at these fortune 500 companies who have political power um and they use that to benefit themselves because this is a country made of greed um but and yeah so it's just like we need more <laughs> of this happening and it, yeah. it's, you
1: made me think of something that i probably saw it on tiktok because that's where i see anything nowadays and learn anything nowadays but one of the they were talking about straws and how Society has made you believe that if you just stopped using straws,
0: you'll save the ocean, you'll save all this. I was thinking that like twenty minutes ago and I did i I couldn't interject and then I lost it, but I was just that was on my mind oh my god
1: and in reality, it's these corporations, these large companies that are like destroying our oceans and everything. But they made me believe
0: that it was my little plastic straw that I get at McDonald's or wherever. Listen, baby, you having a paper straw is not gonna help my either. It's
1: not, it's not, it's,
0: it's, it's not you're gonna make a dent. Oh my God, it's just literally, I was literally just thinking that and it's just so funny you said that because, honey, people, and they be trying to call people out, especially, you know, because everyone's yep. high behind their computers and shit, but um, they love to call people out, well, you know, you should use this and don't use paper plates and don't, listen, I understand you, you have a love for conservation, okay. Right. But that's not, 500 people or a million people using paper plates is not gonna help save that polar bear out there. That's not mm-hmm. like, it'll help, but not the help that we need. Sorry. Yes. Not at the level that is needed to make an impact. You know, it's just not. And it really, and that pisses me off too, because people love to interject and say, well, you need to be using, you know, uh, paperless paper towels. So I had something for somebody with that. So paperless paper towels, which are becoming a thing. So basically, okay, people saying we need less waste, but you're also using more water and people bitching about that. So if you have paperless paper towels, or in a sense, I guess I should say, if you, if you use things like, okay, people say, well, I can't use paper plates, or I can't use put paper cups because it's, it's paper. You should, you know, what's wrong with washing a dish? But you're using more water. So either way you look at it, something is being impacted.
1: Hmm? These large corporations, these large you know, corporate America thing that will make you believe that it's your fault, that no, it's me, it's my little human self's fault, that, you know, we don't have any more water, that we that our animals are dying. And I was like, it's not my fault. Like, I have come to that realization that it is not my fault me using a straw or a paper plate, because I want to wash a dish during, mm-hmm. <laughs> during the holiday party or whatever, no that's not no it's no it it is it's this idea that we don't hold accountable the company and the people that need to be held accountable yet we will go after the poor individual who has who literally has no impact on anything
0: no impact that's just like you know a few years ago they had the uh the soda tax you see that shit didn't last (laughs) I mean, there was a I gonna bit, get
1: it on that. I'm not gonna get it on that one,
0: but that shit didn't last. <laughs> no, we have time to get it in that one, but that one was a big one, but it's like stop blaming consumers because again, all this strapped up in white supremacy, you know it's just like you're not like mm-hmm. you're not that would be such
1: a great conversation to have white supremacy consumer consumerism, our food systems mm-hmm. like, maybe. Keep us accountable. If we forget and uh, you are interested, or if you're interested in kind of hearing about, about white supremacy it. and consumerism and the impact of all that, like let us know. Like the video, you know, DM us, comment, let us know. Cause we'd we'd love to know if that's of interest to, to anybody that's watching or listening.
0: I think that would be a good one because there's just it's so many levels. I mean, back again, I you know, it's just I feel bad for the polar bears. I really do, you know, you know. I'd be crying over the
1: polar bears, the, the, any animal, like any the animal. cheetahs, and, and all like the lions and.
0: But honey, you it takes more than a few million people not using paper plates. It just I it was like,
1: and, and it's definitely these these you know companies, corporations, and industries that have for years, decades been damaging damaging our environment mm-hmm. the, it's yeah. not my paper plate it's not my pa- it's not my plastic straw because girl I can't stand those paper straws
0: I don't like them either I'll be honest I actually I went out actually me and my roommate went to see a movie last week and we me yeah so, well, I, got, I, I got water she got a soda and um they gave us one of the little paper straws not it and it's like almost like if you don't want to agree with this stuff people are like well what's wrong with you this is helping our planet first of all this is not really helping the planet y'all yeah. can direct
1: people, them to watch this episode
0: yes watch this episode it's helping here people it's not helping here be here be cute though be cute with your paperless paper towel if, it's helping
1: at level two not at level 100 level two that's two what I we'll would be saying from now on
0: yeah. it's a band-aid for now but if that makes you feel good do you go, go ahead. Good? I mean feel good? and
1: to those people that are doing the work and, and and educating and like I understand where you're coming from and I get it and you know kudos to you and doing that but it's just I, again we've let society you know, kind of hoodwink us into believing that it's our fault and not, again, holding accountable the powers that need to be accountable. I mean, that's what politics do. That's what politicians do. That's what leaders in these large companies and like Fortune 500, like, they make it the little people's (laughs) uh, fault. And it's, it's terrible. Like that's a whole other episode too. Yeah,
0: that's a whole episode, but yeah, she's like, well, that's right. If you're interested in the, like consumerism and like white supremacy, we would gladly do some videos or podcasts, even you know, or just yeah,
1: like- we'll, we'll we'll do some episodes on it, and maybe we can find some individuals that we've been trying to do and, and bring in some some of those perspectives.
0: I can get one of my friends who has paperless paper. T- <laughs> I I had
1: not heard of paperless. Like,
0: like, i can't even really describe it but it's it's not because it well i shouldn't say well am not sure if it's paper it's actually it's it's reusable i guess okay i don't know how often you can reuse it again this is not something i'm just doesn't
1: I'm, sound sanitary to me I, you know what i don't know
0: <laughs> i'm not quite sure how that worked but okay uh but yeah i think this is this has been a, a really good episode and i think are ready to close it on home
1: yeah. But, you know, thank you uh, for listening. Like we mentioned, if there's anything that resonated with you, let us know. If you have any ideas about future uh, topics that you like for us to explore or bring some some other voices into it, please, you know, comment, DM us uh, on it. But, you know, appreciate uh, you all continuing to, to support us and and, and do that please follow us we're on instagram we're on facebook now um
0: like, like you can
1: find the- us on uh you can find us on spotify and an apple podcast but i know we're, we're also in other spaces i don't know but you know we're, we're out there you can wherever you kind of listen to your podcast you can you can find us and we'll kind of throw the link out uh as well for that but you know again thank you for for joining us uh we will be taking a little bit of a break uh, in, in January, so if you don't hear from, or don't see us in January, uh, don't be alarmed. Uh, but we'll be working behind the scenes. Yeah, we're
0: working behind the scenes, and we'll probably still do some Insta posts and Facebook. Yeah,
1: we'll do. You, we'll see us. We'll we'll try to go live. You might. We might. You know, put out a podcast. Uh, only here and there, so we won't do the video podcast. We'll just do the the audio podcast, so you'll see that. Uh, but we're, we're we're prepping and we're getting ready for the next series, which, as Martina mentioned, uh, I don't know earlier in the or last week's episode. You know, we're getting ready for a, a great sort of next series, and we're excited uh, about it. And you'll you'll hear more about it in January sometime. <laughs> uh, but thank you, uh, everyone. Um, and if you hear this, uh, it'll be coming out right by, by the holiday season. I hope y'all have a good holiday. If you're hearing it after the holidays, I hope you had a good holiday. Uh, and we will definitely see you soon. Uh, either see you soon or we'll talk to you soon.
0: Seasons you greetings. All right. Bye.